97X, the future of rock and roll with Blur and Song 2, Beastie Boys from Ill Communications, and things kicked off with some older poi dog pondering. Uh, tomorrow morning on The Breakfast Club, get funky fresh with Brian Jales. I have trivia hoy question to win breakfast at the Oxford's McDonald's. Day. It's going to be a really... What? Day. Day. Yeah? Now, uh, well, can I answer the trivia question? Yes. Okay, but we can't because 97X doesn't exist anymore except in our hearts and minds and we're just doing a podcast in my basement the party dungeon 97x rumblings from the big flush and you can contact us by email 97xwoxy at gmail.com go to our website 97xbam.com but you can no longer tune in to 97x the future of rock and roll the trivia question Five two three four one one four. If you're calling from Oxford, from Cincinnati, eight six three five six six five. From Dayton, slap a five one three in front of either number. Um, Mike Brady, what did he do as a profession? <laughs> I don't know. He took his kids on vacation to Kings Island. That's all we remember. No, actually, I should ask the question: What does Quincy do on vacation? Because we have Brian J with us, and if I remembered for a while, didn't you live on a boat? Uh, yeah, I did. I did for about two years. I thought so. I thought this guy is living the life of Quincy <laughs> without the dead people. Without the dead people, yeah. So, well, let's start with you at ninety seven X. Then I want to work up to living on a boat. Um, <laughs> how, how did you get start? When did you get started at ninety seven X? Oh, so uh, Dave Walrod, if you remember, was the chief engineer, mm-hmm. uh, and I was a um, freshman, I think a freshman at Miami, and uh, I was working at WMUB, which was the local station, the local uh, public radio station, and uh, met Dave, and I kind of had a technical, you know, thing for doing things, and, and he said, hey, I'm, I'm doing this project for 97X and I'm like well I love that station and he's like well it's like overnights on weekends because we were installing a new backup transmitter and and I helped him out with that and then I ended up uh as an intern on the the, the breakfast club I believe Do you yes, remember that Dave? Yes that's right we started there and if I remember the backup transmitter for the station for the 3000 watts was a, a, a hair dryer correct? Was that the backup? Oh, it was. It was a very well installed and wired hairdryer. I, I thought it was uh, like a, a hamster mill up in the attic for the raccoon, and when he would run on it, you know, you'd put a little treat on there, some cat food, and he would run, and that was the backup transmitter. Now you came um, up not far from the truth. You were got the nickname Funky Fresh as an intern. How did that happen? Did I? Yes. I don't remember that. I, yeah. I, rem- I remember showing up late because, you know, college kid and intern. I think, you know, when were we in there? 530? Yep. Yeah, it was early. I, I actually don't remember Funky Fresh. Brian J, though, was assigned to me at the station, and that sticks with me to this day. And And so you were already working at WMUB as a freshman in college. So did you work in radio in high school? No. None. And in fact, I wasn't even really aware of the station. I had, I had, you know, I had a cool friend in high school. I grew up in, um, in Englewood, north of Dayton. 
and we were kind of on that fringe area and it's like, Hey, there's this radio station you should check out. So like I rigged up a receiver to the TV antenna on the roof and pointed it in the right direction. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then when I went to Miami is, is when I got involved with radio, but I had no experience before that. At WMUB, were the rumors true that you and Mama Jazz were an item for a while? Oh, Mama Jazz. Mama Jazz. She was she was something special. <laughs> she was something special. <laughs> I, I think I think she had stopped smoking in the studio at that point, but I do remember rumors of her just chain smoking and playing jazz records. That's what I thought of her i could smell the smoke over the air signal when i would tune into mama jazz <laughs> okay oh, mama jazz. yeah we'll leave it at that brian what, what happened with you and mama jazz we'll, we'll leave to the to the mist of time but at 97x then you did kind of evolve as the station moved from terrestrial to online and you had a big hand in that so talk us through a little bit of that stuff so um, I, through college, I graduated in 96 and, and I did um, weekend air shifts. Um, and I still remember Dave giving me my, my first uh, air checks when I was doing that. Interned uh, for the morning show for a little bit. And then uh, I did sales for a very brief period after college. And what? I was not good at that yeah, <laughs> for about six months. Do you remember that? No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it did. It didn't go well. I was trying to sell ads to like tattoo shops, and you know, I it, it just didn't it didn't work out. And so I moved to San Diego for a year, and uh, did audio engineering out there. Uh, and at the time, the, you know, the the gig that I really wanted was Julie Maxwell's job, uh, but I didn't see her leaving anytime soon. And then about a year after I was in San Diego, Doug called me up and said, "Hey, Julie's leaving. Do you want do you want that position?" And I'm like. Yeah, sure. So I moved back um, as director of promotions for maybe a couple years. And then maybe around 1999 is when we started, we actually started broadcasting online while I was not there, but they created a new position. And I think it was, it was something ridiculous. It was like the director of internet development, whatever that means. So when I so so at that point I transitioned and uh, I handled all of the streaming operations and the website and and all the digital stuff. Now did that include a weekend air shift too under that title? Oh, it did. I thought so. And and you became the digital savant, right? I I did, and I and again I don't remember how that how I got that, but yeah, I was the digital savant. I believe that was a bit. Did I talk about internet? things or or links or, or or maybe i did that when i did the weekend report maybe i was the digital savant while i was doing the weekend report next time that you want to take julie maxwell's job just think about cutting her brake lines <laughs> 97x future of rock and roll the other question i've had for you is i saw it i think on youtube you did a fantastic job of speaking in washington dc in front of congress kind of explained how you got from digital to savant 
to speaking uh, knowledgeably about uh, digital radio and broadcasting to a bunch of suits uh, in in the Capitol. Oh yeah, that was terrifying. Um, so that was that was when we were well into the internet only era, and um, we we spoke in front of the the House Committee on Small Business, I think is what it was. And the reason they wanted me on that panel is because Steve Chabot was one of the members on the panel. So they try to pick people on the panel that are from the you know home districts of the people on the panel. And so they, they flew me out and uh, we met with the, the lobbying group that was kind of organizing this whole thing. And they, they did something called a murder board, which sounds really scary. And they... They, they basically fire questions at you that you're probably going to get in front of the committee just to make sure that you're prepared. But, um, yeah, it was it was a really cool experience, but but also kind of terrifying. And what were you advocating for? Lower royalty fees? Yeah. So this was this was during the time when when a lot you may have heard a lot about music licensing fees and royalties. And, and they they were they were and are really high. Uh, to, to the point where it was almost not feasible to, you know, operate an internet-based radio station. And so um, we were testifying in front of them because there was some rate increases coming up. So we were trying to keep keep those rate increases uh, to a reasonable amount. Is this still going on today? What you were even talking about yeah. 20 years ago? Yeah, I believe it is. Um, and, and I haven't, I haven't, completely kept up with it but as far as i'm aware not much has changed um it's still pretty expensive and a lot of internet radio stations just kind of you know disappeared um it it is worth noting services like spotify and apple music and all these on-demand streaming services they don't fall under these licensing agreements um pandora does uh and pandora was kind basically we got caught all the little radio stations got caught because it was the record industry going after Pandora because they were the big guys. They had the money and they wanted to to extract as much money as they could from them. And they didn't really care about all of the other smaller stations that were going to get run over by these royalties. Um, So we just got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, because that was going to be the great equalizer was was going to be the Internet. You could be the 3000 watt stick, which for people, the 42 people that signed up to this uh, podcast, that don't know about radio that's not a very powerful antenna and there's there's some with you know thousands and thousands of watts that can cover a greater area but this is going to be the equalizer and it just didn't happen yeah it it, uh i mean i mean it did it was it was great while it while it happened but it was you know, we, we did internet radio differently than most other internet radio stations did and do now in that we had live, um, live air talent and almost no one does that. The only people that were doing it were, for example, KEXP, but they were, they were simulcasting, you know, an FM signal, um, on the internet. So, um, that, that, so, so if you combine the royalties with you know, just the, the operations cost of, of doing a, you know, a full-time live on-air internet radio station. It's a lot. And the advertising wasn't there. So that's the other half, too. Now, were you moved to Austin when the digital domain went to Austin? Or did you, were you not part of it then? Well, so I was part of it. Uh, 
you know, we, we came back from the dead several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the company that bought us uh, in 2006 was based out of Palo Alto. And so I moved to Palo Alto to work out of their offices, but I was still managing, um, you know, Waxy.com at that point um, from from there. Um, so I never I was in Austin frequently, but I was not based out of Austin. And I was also I, I, I was based out of Cincinnati for a little bit until that purchase happened. And then that's when I went to Palo Alto. You know what? I have another question. Uh, and I think I might have asked Shiv this. Where did the music go? The the actual CDs or if there's any vinyl carts, turntables, eight yeah. tracks? Like, I think all of it. And, I, and I'm not, I mean, as far as I know, this is, you know, it, it's in a storage unit in Los Angeles somewhere. That's what I think. Because when that ended in Austin, they came in, they boxed up everything, the equipment, you know, the computers, the music library, the vinyl, like literally everything went in, uh, you know, like a U-Haul, I think. And, and as far as I know, it's sitting in a storage unit in L.A. somewhere. So if I watch and- Storage Wars, <laughs> there would be a really fat, hairy guy in a tank top bidding on it sometime. I might go, wait, I know that stuff. <laughs> I recognize that Red Hot Chili Peppers poster from Mother's Milk. I, I've, I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, what, what's interesting is someone there is still renewing the domain name. Wow. Like the domain woxy.com is still a valid domain and it's still registered to, uh, I think it's Planetary Group or Future Sounds or whoever, you know, whoever, whoever all that went to at the end. Um, I believe that domain is still being renewed, which means someone there is paying the money to renew it every year. Wow. <clears throat> for, for unknown reasons. Maybe they're just planning a big comeback in 2030. 2030. 2035, 50-year anniversary. Yeah, there you go. So when Woxy.com finally went under in Austin, that meant you were out of a job as well. Yep. Okay, is that when you decided to, instead of living in a van down by the river, you wanted to live in a boat on the water? I I, I lived in a boat down by the canal, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I wanted some time off and... um, you know, it, it, I, I think for a lot of people, you know, when we went off the, the FM dial, that took a lot of people by surprise, um, both listeners and obviously staff. And then out of all the staff, you know, I, I want to say it was four, four people moved on to the, the online only operation. And then, you know, and I, you know, I kept in contact with people who, who were kind of like left out of that. And, and it was, it was a traumatic thing for a while, I think, mm-hmm. for, for a lot of people. Um, and it was kind of the same, you know, for, for us four that were there at the very end. It was kind of the same thing where uh, just a, it was really traumatic. But we, you know, everybody else dealt with it years before. And then we dealt with it when it, when it finally went away in 2010. So I uh, took some time off. Uh, bought a sailboat in San Francisco and and rebuilt it and um, lived on it for a while and sailed it to Mexico. You know, because when you think of seafaring people, Englewood, Ohio comes right to mind. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We have a strong maritime history. (laughs) (laughs) Ahoy matey. Ahoy matey. Yeah, it was was a complete complete fluke in San Francisco because a, a friend of mine 
a friend of my girlfriend at the time wanted to take a sailing class and I, uh, and, and my girlfriend got seasick. So she's like, Hey, do you want to take the sailing class with my friend? And I'm like, eh, yeah, sure. Like I didn't really have much interest in it, but I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, it's a good place to do it. So I yeah. did it and I kind of fell in love with it. Now, can you say what you are doing now? I mean, what are you up to? Yeah. So, um, I work for a nonprofit in Columbus, Ohio, and we focus on, um, volunteerism. So, um, I, I, I'm CTO. And so we handle building an application where people can sign up for volunteer projects online and companies can manage their philanthropy and all that stuff. But you live in Florida, correct? Yes. Southwest Florida. Florida is just warm visionary place for someone in Cincinnati, Ohio in a basement. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. It's still shorts and t-shirt weather down here and, uh, the AC's on. So there you go. Well, we have a rule here that after two Bella Lugosi's our dead is played through, we have to end our podcast. Um, but we appreciate you being on. Um, thanks for letting us know that someone owns WXY.com, but we do own... 97xbam.com. Yeah. Yeah. So take that. And if you ever, if we ever need to go have someone speak in front of Congress, now we know who to go to. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can have, we can have the big bush make an appearance. There you go. <laughs> can Dave borrow your tie though? Cause yeah. he, he or, really liked your tie. Yeah. Yeah. Can. Sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. So good to talk to you guys. A different kind of rock and roll. WXY in Oxford, Ohio is the number one station in this here town. The future of rock and roll. 97X.